You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to Rebellion, a Star Wars Rebels Mopcast, Episode 9, Idiots Array. There you go. Look at there. Like, I never made a mistake. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's been a, a week or two. How have you been? Good. We, Good. We had school stuff and... Graduation. And, and graduated, so we no longer have school stuff. It's so great. So we, uh, but we still have a podcast, so you, know, you get to listen to that. Um, so other news before we... We get into the uh, episode itself. Um, so much going on. Uh, yes, we graduated. Yay for Yay. that. Uh, second thing is that um, if you haven't listened to, you need to check out um, our new episode of uh, Action Figures He Sold Separately. We did a brand new one with uh, about C-3PO and Chewbacca, kind of for the 35th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, which is fitting for this episode because this episode features Lando! <laughs> I love Lando. We know, buddy. I love Lando so hard. I, I, I want to be Lando. Yeah, Lando. Yeah. He's this. Everyone's all like Han Solo or Darth Vader. I, I really, yeah. Everyone's like I like, mm-hmm. but Darth Vader's all like robot arms and legs, and so he's mean and vicious. I guess Han's smooth, I suppose. Yeah, but not as smooth as Lando. Lando's pretty smooth. Lando's the man. I'm a huge fan of Lando. I love Lando. You love the puffer pig. <laughs> I do. Oh, the puffer pig makes me so happy. I want one. This is such an odd episode. It is. It's a good episode. It's like we've mentioned it before that this is our favorite episode. I know it's my favorite. And, and oh yeah, it's, it's your it's, favorite episode it's in, my, in the yes. whole run. So I guess we will start with some. Um, Synopsis. <clears throat> Prologue. Zeb is playing Sabak at Old Joe's. Kane is looking for work, but Joe doesn't know anyone except some mysterious Sabak player playing with Zeb. Zeb's got a awesome Sabak hand, so he's, he bets all in, but he doesn't have enough to cover the bet, so he bets Chopper. Kanan's all like, don't bet Chopper. And then Kanan sees Zeb's head, and he's like, okay, go ahead and bet Chopper. Chopper is not happy. Of course, the mysterious uh, player wins, and his name is Lando Calrissian. Act 1. Kanan and Zeb escort Lando to the ghost. Lando has Chopper, and he needs the ghost to carry out some sort of smuggling mission for them. Uh, You learn that the ghost can mask its signal. Harrow's not happy with the idea that Lando won Chopper. Uh, Lando's got uh, got the he. Lando needs to pick up the cargo that has the ask no questions of uh, kind of transportation. Uh, they all let's see, let's see. They all rendezvous together. Uh, Lando is smooth talking and uh, about Hera and her ship. Can't ask Chopper to do something, but he's all like, "Lando's my boss now. I don't have to do this." Lando gets Chopper to give him a tour of the ghost. Chopper also gives him a nice beverage. 
Um, Zeb and Ezra chat about Lando. Zeb doesn't like him. Lando talks up Sabine about her art. Soon Ezra doesn't like Lando. Uh, the ghost docks with another ship. Lair, uh, Lando, Hera, and Kanan uh, uh, go aboard. Quote, unquote. Just play along. Something about escape pods. <laughs> act two. Oh, actually, not act two. Still act one. Uh, they meet uh, as Morgan, who's a strange alien I've never seen. He's a short, stubby, disgusting-looking creature. And he has what Lando needs, and Lando trades Hera for it. Much to everyone's surprise. Act two! Hera is playing along um, uh, with the whole, please make me a slave bit. Lando can load uh, uh, a cargo crate on board the ghost. Um, I wrote this down so fast trying to get on my... my um, I'm trying to read all my notes, but anyway. Uh, on board the Asmorgan ship, Hera's uh, uh, serving her new master. She feeds him. She gets the, she convinces Asmorgan to have the guards leave. Then she beats him with a serving tray and heads to the escape pod after beating another guard with a serving tray. It was a very useful tray. Oh! <laughs> what she said. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Hera escapes in the escape pod. Uh, the ghost picks her up, and the ghost heads full, uh, hits hyperspace. Lando thanks Hera. Hera punches Lando in the gut. He deserved that. Uh, Ezra and Zeb are guarding the crate poorly. They were told not to open it. What's the first thing they do? They open it. Out escapes a puffer pig. Things about a puffer pig? Don't scare the puffer pig. Zeb does anyway, and the puffer pig inflates. Kind of like a puffer fish. Thus the puffer in the, <laughs> the word. The puffer uh, uh, pig has blocked, because he expands so much, he, he blocks Hera, Lando, and Sabine away from Ezra, Zeb, and Kanan, who are in the cockpit. So they've from the, the bow to the stern, he's kind of stuck in the middle. Um, the ghost ends up uh, outside of Lothal. They have to use their masking signal to... Cover, and we have to talk about this because the Imperials are idiots. That's my note. Imperials are idiots. Uh, so, I'm trying to explain this the best way I can. So, the ship comes out of hyperspace. An Imperial guy with no eyeballs <laughs> says, Hey, look, that ship looks like X. And then his commander walks over and says, No, because they, the signal looks different. And they go to scanning. They can't find anything. Ezra, uh, Ezra's... Clives aboard the pig. The pig kind of jerks, knocks Zeb into the signal bl uh, blocker, turning it off, and suddenly the Imperials are like, "That's the ship we've been looking for!" Like no one can look out the window. I, I have problems with that, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Tie fighters engage. Kanan uh, flies into the clouds thanks to Hera's order. They flip around. Tie fighters explode. They land on uh, a ranch that's owned by Lando. Lando's going to use the pig to uh, mine uh, precious ores, minerals. Apparently, puffer pigs can are can sniff out minerals ten times better than any kind of scanner. Uh, as Morgan's already waiting for them, the, as Morgan wants his puffer pig back, Lando and the ghost crew plus the ghost as compensation. That not that's not going to happen. There's a firefight uh, during the firefight. Chopper. 
hijacks a fuel canister and slowly takes it back to the ghost. Um, Ezra and Kanan are, are behind a, I don't know, barrels or something? Crate. Crate. Uh, Ezra pulls out his lightsaber. Kanan's all like, don't use the lightsaber! Ezra shows that he has, his has a um, stun blaster on it. Kanan's kind of jealous. Uh, as Morgan captures Zeb, but Chopper on board the ghost uh, uses the ghost guns to get get the upper hand. As Morgan surrenders and his, him and his crew head off. Lando has no way to pay. Hera says she owes him and that they would meet again. Ghost leaves with uh, Lando's fuel container that Chopper stole. Chopper got the upper hand of Lando. Zeb says he was playing the whole time. I'm not sure about that. Uh, Lando knows that they've got his fuel and he doesn't mind because a gambler doesn't show his hands. The end. Dun, 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 dun. I'll talk for a minute. You can talk. <laughs> so, fun fact about Sabacc, the card game. Yes. Um, it was originally supposed to appear in Empire Strikes Back, but any mention of it was cut from the film. Though a trilogy of Lando Calrissian novels published in 1983 explained the mechanics of the game. Yes. Sabak was also in the Decipher um, yes. card game. Yes, that's that's next. Okay. That's next. I have to get up. And, oh, he's going to move. So. i got to get up and, and hit the button. So he's going to hit a button. He's hitting buttons. And button. All right. He's rolling back. This is what we need Carter for. <laughs> I know, this is what we need Carter for. In 1989, a playable set of Sabacc cards were introduced to the role-playing game module called Crisis on Cloud City. The designs of the cards seen in the episodes were inspired by that set. Okay, so six years later from... Actually, probably a little bit longer because that was in the Cloud City set. And so... <laughs> so in the Cloud City set uh, for the Decipher game... Um, they had a Sabat component that when they introduced Lando and the, the beings of Cloud City. And so the way they played it was they played it similar to Blackjack. And the, the top, uh, on the top right of each card, it's been a while since I've played, um, there's a destiny number each card had. And so you would draw so many cards and the object was tried to get as close as you could to 11 really? in, 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 the decipher, in the decipher game. And uh, you would play against your opponent and this... The stakes would be certain. There, the Sabat card would tell you what you could play for. Most of the time, it was, uh, you know, vehicles, ships, weapons, droids, things like that, depending on what it was, and that, and it was whatever was in your Sabat hand. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's one of my favorite game components uh, of, of the Decipher card game. I love the Decipher card game. I've mentioned it before in a couple podcasts. I'm also working on a documentary, but shh, that's. On the down low. <laughs> so, so the, the, the object of actual Sabacc, apparently, like you said, it is a lot like Blackjack, only mm-hmm. instead of 21, the idea is to get to 23. 23. And uh, so to get Sabacc, you have to get a total of 23 cards, which Zeb has. It can only be beaten by an idiot's array. These are three cards that are a zero, a two, and a three. Right. I don't know why. I don't either, but I like the fact that, you know, we, we've got a screenshot right now of the of, uh, Zeb's hand, and I like how the cards are designed because it's interesting because there's a, that's a, that's a, with a 15? Yeah, the, yeah 15, 15, a minus, minus two, 
Yeah. And a 10. So which would make 23. Yep. I like the fact they have the minus cards. The Decider yeah. game didn't have that, but yeah, you didn't have any minus minus cards. And, but It's um, pretty cool. But they had like rares, and they, the other thing they had was clone cards. So you, if you had a card, uh, you could clone another card's number, copy another card's number. Right. Which was, was very, very cool. Yeah, that's that's Sabak. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Sabak is very very cool. Well, what's the significance about Sabak in the trilogy universe is that that's how Han got the Falcon because Lando lost the Falcon to Han in a game of Sabak. And didn't didn't Lando get Cloud City basically the same way? I don't remember. I don't. He may have known him I being thought, a gambler. I, I thought he I thought he won it in a card game. He probably probably <laughs> he wins everything in a card game, right? So, as Morgan as Morgan is go. based on an early design for Jabba the Hutt, developed for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Ralph McQuarrie did it. Yep. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I like the fact that he's also played by James Hong. Yeah. Who was? Uh, if you don't know James Hong, he has a huge list of credits. But what I most know him for is uh, Lopan from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. And so that's very cool to hear Lopan come out of this weird Java-looking alien. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> so, it, 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 it is a... I mean, what I like about what Rebels is doing, they're going back to a lot of the Macquarie designs because Zeb is an early Chewbacca. Yeah. And they're using, they're using the speeder designs. And they're using, I mean, they're using a lot of the... I, I mean, so, I mean, I think that's, that's fascinating. Speaking of speeder. Oh, look at him. He's got a speeder. Um, Sabine is sitting on a, you can see in this episode, Sabine is sitting on a speeder bike that was developed for the series as Kanan's bike. He just hasn't used it yet. Which looks like another early design, Macquarie design. Yeah. What was really cool in the, uh, when Weston Games pulled out the first uh, RPG for Star Wars, they they used a lot of Macquarie's designs in the book to, to expand the universe. So, you know. You, know, you just didn't have to buy an Imperial Speeder. You could get these other designs. They would give them names and stuff and backgrounds and whatnot. Right. So that's where a lot of that's going. Uh, we're looking at a still from this. And what I find interesting about the still, though, is that Ezra's in the bag using the Force on this helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that in the episode. Yeah. He's he's just practicing, isn't he? Yes, he is. And I like how the speeder bike kind of looks like a lowrider. Lowrider yeah. motorcycle. Yeah. I really dig that. It was, it's pretty cool. And Sabine looks pretty badass on it. <laughs> and, and I like how Hera is just kind of like, very good, sweetie. That's how you ride a speeder bike. <laughs> Sabine's just like, yee, speeder bike. Is that an actual quote from the episode? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't remember that one. Yeah. That yeah, one got real cut. Quote. Real quote. <laughs> no, it's just, it's a very motherly moment, though. Because that's all she has is motherly moments. Yeah. Except in this episode. Now, I'll, I'll get to that when we get to that part. But, I mean, I like I like this episode, too, because it's Lando. My Lando's my favorite character in Star Wars, and so he shows up, and then... Hera has some really neat things that she does in this episode, which makes her more than the mom and the pilot of this show. And right. I, I like how they kind of expanded some on her. Do you have more trivia? No, that's it. Are you trivia out? That's trivia. All right, so let's start. Um, oh, we haven't started yet? Oh, we're supposed to, we're, you know, we've done synopsis. <laughs> we've done trivia. Now let's talk about the episode. Uh, <laughs> You've done this before. It's been a while. You, uh, it's you, been a, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah, because you missed the last one because Carter did the, the last yep, one with us. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. It's, and then finals. Yeah. And finals. Yeah. Graduation. Yeah. And brain and, brain melt. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, so hi, I'm Scotty, your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> That's what one thing we didn't do. We didn't introduce ourselves. No, we never do. No, we did. We always do. Shh. <laughs> 
That's true. I'll just we'll just introduce ourselves at the end and I'll edit it to the front and they'll never know, especially if they're not listening to this part because who listens to us anyway? Exactly. <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on. Moving. Uh, I, I like um, this episode starts out like Firefly. <laughs> yeah. You know the ghost crew is looking for mm-hmm. fuel, fuel, you know, fuel and food. food. Yeah, I mean, fuel and food. Just like the this kind of the start of Serenity when they do right. the the the, um, the great bank robbery on the planet. Yeah, they're looking for you know, you know they need to feed everybody. So good. <laughs> and then um, I like Zeb and his his need to. He, I like how he's playing Sabak, and I like the fact that he's got the unbeatable hand, and he'll bet Chopper. And Chopper's a person, sort of. He's a member right. of the crew, and that's they they touch on that a lot, and then. That got me thinking about what we talked about in Droids of Distress, about the droids going to the back. I mean, you know, droids are slaves in this. Plus, they have real slavery in this in this right. universe. So it's double. It's like, it's it's interesting how they, they've worked out sociologically how droids fit, fit you know. Right. You know, are they just objects? Are they not? And, you know, they clearly have no rights. Because they can just, and they're they're clearly programmed to accept that. Because Chopper's all like, "Well, this dude's my master now." And I'm just... I don't think. Well, I think it's. I don't think Chopper is just like, "All right, cool, he's my master now." I think it's more of just in spite. Because no. I feel like I feel like because Chopper has been, we don't know what parts originated Chopper. You know, are original to Chopper, yeah. and what parts aren't. I think somewhere. Uh, let me back up even further. You can obviously tell that a lot of his operating system has been corrupted, yeah, and morphed into something different than it right. originally was. So I, yeah, he's he's the curmudgeon grandpa, <laughs> right? So my thing is, as I think they they give they they bet Chopper, right? And Chopper's like, "What are you doing? Don't be stupid." And you even see that when he like starts banging his head against the table, it's like, "What are you doing? Right, this is right. dumb." So I think. I think Chopper, instead of Chopper going, all right, you're my new master now, it's more of in spite okay. of everyone else. And I was thinking more like how like 3PO handled it when, when they sold him to the Lars. And you know, R2 was like, you know, this is our master now. Because yeah. it's, it's interesting how they just, they're just, only they're programmed. They don't have any other, right. their programming allows them to do that, I suppose. It's just, I find it that we create these, you know, they create these beings to be more, human-like or sentient and they're not so I, i've always found that fascinating All right but no i think i think most of this episode is just chopper acting in spite of the crew especially when he gives lando the beverage mm-hmm. i get a feeling that lando didn't actually ask for that right and chopper's just like here and it was like kind of turns and looks <laughs> at everyone else and just kind of Huh, yeah. All right. Take it. I'm so being nice. Hera mentions this and I'm not and I'm not totally sure that so when Lando gets aboard the ship, so you know, we, we know that Lando wins Sabak and he gets Chopper and he and he, and he, right. he he's gonna give back Chopper if you know the ghost crew will help him, you know, get his puffer pig. But he's very complimentary to, to Hera and then he's to Sabine and and Hera comes up and says, "Okay, enough of the divide and conquer." Is he really divide and conquer, or is he just that kind of guy? I think he is just that type of guy. I think he has learned. I think Lando has learned that smooth talk, especially now when he doesn't have anything, right? He he's learned that smooth talking and wheeling and dealing, if you will, right? 
will get him further than actually playing it straight. Right. So this is not him dividing and conquering. I think this is just his natural way of smooth talking and wheeling and dealing so he can get... So Sabine and Hera are... Because he knows that Sabine and Hera are, I don't want to say the easy targets, but... Right. I mean... He's not gonna smooth talk Zeb. Right, and it's not gonna happen. Right. He's gonna he's gonna smooth and, talk and, Sabine and, and Hera. And, and, and I'll say it while you're dancing around it. I mean, they, they're the women on the ship, and you know he seems to have that ladies' man mentality. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, in the end, Land, you know, Lando Calrissian is a fictional character. He is played by Billy D. Williams, who's kind of this '70s yeah. smooth talking icon. Kind right. of, you know, and he's got '70s and '80s, and so. You know, you've seen, especially in the Colt 45 commercials, he's all got the women behind around him. And mm-hmm. so, you know, so, and I've always imagined him in the Star Wars universe is full of babes. Right. And so, you know, to me, that's what he, what he seems like he's doing. I, you know, when I think divide and conquer, I think, I kind of think of it as a more malicious. And I don't think he's being malicious at all. I don't, no. he's not being honest with the crew because, you know, of course, you know, we find in the end he has no right. money. But he's, you know, he's playing literally with the cards he's, he's been dealt and he's playing them well. Right. I think yeah, I think it's definitely he he's picked out he's picked out the easier targets to how do I put this to 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 kind of help protect him. Right. Because even though Hera kind of sees through his charade, she still at the end is like, "No, we need to protect him. We need to make sure he's safe." While all the other guys are like, "Nah, get rid of him. We don't care." Well, see, I think the guys are like that because I mean, cuz cuz each of the guys have a kind of a grudge against him. Kanan's got a grudge against him because he's all macking on Hera. Right. You know, he he doesn't get annoyed until he starts really macking on Hera. Um, Zeb's mad with him because he lost the Bach. Right. I hate that guy because right. he, he's he's a sore loser. Ezra's all mad. Does doesn't even get mad until he starts sweet talking Sabine. And so it's like, you know, how dare you talk to our women? <laughs> right. And, then, and so that's where where that trouble starts. Um, but I think yeah, I seriously think uh, Lando's playing with the cards. He's he's got dealt. I mean, right. just the the whole thing about the 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 thing with Sabine cracks me up. The stuff about the art. Yes, it's just just oh, you're like so and so and Beth, and <laughs> oh, she's an, he's an influence. <laughs> like exactly, you know. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and then Ezra's in the background. Like I told you, your art was awesome like three weeks ago. Yeah, but you wouldn't know why. Right. It's so good. Oh, it's, it's a well written episode. It's it's a it's, it's a very very cool episode. Um, uh, let's talk about um, As Morgan and his ship and his his guys. As Morgan apparently is some sort of shady dealing kind of guy. I don't know. If I would say he he's more a black merchant. A Black market merchant. Probably, yeah, yeah. He's definitely deep in the fringe. Yeah. Um. I like. Here's here's what's really interesting to me. So it's it's Kanan, Ezra. I mean, excuse me, Kanan, Lando, and Hera. They go aboard, and Lando's like, okay, you know, what is the, you know, let's stick to the plan. What plan? He goes, you know, escape pods. <laughs> yeah, the comet hits. Here's the escape pods. Right. Right. And so Lando goes to Asmorgon and says, "Hey, you got what I want." Asmorgon's all like, oh, "You know, he's all he is complete. He's like Jabba disgusting, and um, always it's all it's all it looks like fruit though. It's all like yeah. juicy fruit all over him, and not like the gum, but you know, like right. really slobbery. No, no, no. He has he has the gum just <laughs> yeah. plastered to his <laughs> face. 
And he goes, hey, I got exactly what you want here. Hera. Her name is Hera. And Hera goes, she has that moment of what? And then we cut to commercial. And then she comes back and she's like, I got this. And is playing. I wonder if she's played this role before. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think she's. she's Hello. Pl- I'm still in town. Huh. We're podcasting. Hi. What are you podcasting? Rebellion. The Star Wars episode. Oh, I don't know anything about Star Wars. You've been on the show before, though. Uh, okay. Hi, um, Eric Rogers of Memory Card hi. Radio. Memory Card Radio. I would just like to say, go Bears. Thank you. Go Bears. Go Bears. What kind of Bears? The, the Ewoks. Go Ewoks. The Ewok Bears that go. Tatooine oh. you. Tatooine you. Yeah. Tatooine you. Yes. Go Bears. Go Bears. Or Banthas. <laughs> oh, Banthas. <laughs> Banthas, right? I yeah. think that on you would be Banthas. Yeah, probably. Where, where was I? Hera. As a Hera. <laughs> there we go. Bye, Eric. And so, but it's funny because when we first meet Twi'leks, or at least female Twi'leks. Twi'leks. Um, Twi'leks. Twi'leks. I thought it was Twi'lek. 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 You sure? T-W-Y. Twi. T-W-I. Same thing. <laughs> Twee. I don't know how to spell it. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Because they never say it in the in the, uh, the, the the trilogy. I'm saying Twi'lek and I'm sticking to All right, to so it. who's the first Twi'lek you see? Ever? Yeah, and, and the first one in the movies. There's not one until... Return of the Jedi. Right. I do not know her name. No, there's one before that, though. There is? Yeah. Bib Fortuna. Jabba's uh, Major Domo. Oh, that's right. He's a Twi'lek. 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 Ula is who you're thinking of. The Ula, one that gets, yes. gets fed yes. to the, the Rancor. Ula. She's the first female one we saw. Right. Um, and then there's a... I think there's another one. Yeah, there's another one in uh, the special edition. She's one of the singers. Mm-hmm. And probably if I would have wanted to Google it, but I'm not. <laughs> her name. Well, she's blue, and her Star Wars card was pretty awesome. Right. <laughs> They're blue, green. Their natural colors is are blue, green, red. And there's oh yeah, there's the red one in Legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's the there's Sith. red ones, and she's then the there's. Sith one. I want to say like. Yellow or orange, but I'm not. I'm not sure about. Quick, that. someone to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I could, but that's no, all right. I would have to go all the way over there. That's not. That's not that important. <laughs> but I, like I said, I find it interesting how well she she plays into into the the, the role. I mean, quick without I'm right like missing a beat. So. Well, I think it's also it's kind of a it's a she she understands the situation because if she doesn't play along, then they're all dead. Right, but. What I'm really trying to point out is that it's good to see her do other things besides pilot the ship and shoot things. Right. And be mom. Right. You know, this is suddenly her being, you know, this uh, realistically, you know, a spy or mm-hmm. you know, an illustrator or an actor or whatever way you want to look at it. You know, she knows how to, you know, like Lando, play the card she's dealt. And So are you saying that you think she's has experience being a slave or at least acting like a slave? Probably if, 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 it's, if it's common in the outer realm for... T- Twi'leks to be slaves. I would imagine she would had to play one twice. Or, you know, maybe that's what Kanan's into. I know that's what you were going to. I, I mean, we're going to really say that. I mean, you know, I don't know what, what they do when the, the, the show goes, no, 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 I don't know what they do after that, you know. We all know what they do after that. I don't know what they do. I, you know, 
I'm assuming Kanan's training Ezra, but they could be the doing it. Kanan needs alone time. You know, he needs to meditate or whatever. He, you know, he is a Jedi. Jedi don't really have women. I mean, Luke didn't have a woman. The, well, the closest woman he got in the movies was his sister. Yeah, but that's Luke's fault. There was no really other women in Star Wars for him to get with. That's very true. You know, Mon Mothra. <laughs> The, yes. The the, the, yes. The, the the girl who's no, excuse me, the woman who's not Leia in Hoth. Yes. <laughs> that that single that single woman. <laughs> That's like the not. Yeah. She's not Leia. <laughs> that She's, was actually that was actually her production title. Not Leia. Not, not Leia. Leia. It's like that white C three PO, K three PO, who's yeah. like not three PO. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But then he's like a three PO, but he's a K three PO. I don't. That's just lazy. I was like, well, let's not have a C. Let's put a K. Yeah. But he had pretty sweet snow camo. Yeah, he did have pretty sweet snow camo. I have to, I have to give him credit on that. Unlike C-3PO. Who has the worst camo period. Bright gold does <laughs> not, not really not really conducive to hiding. And yet Unless they you're take, on the sun. <laughs> right. But they always take him on all of the missions. Where you need to hide. The bright gold shiny metallic robot that cannot shut up. Right. Is sneaking around yeah. the forests. And I was like, why? Why? <laughs> This makes no sense. <laughs> all right, so I'm, I want to. I really want to get to back Sorry. to to go, what go doesn't ahead. make sense in this episode, which is coming up. All right, so I like how um, Hera handles the situation. She convinces Esmeralda to get the, everyone to leave. She starts feeding him whatever, right. and then beats him across the face with a serving tray. <laughs> how about how? Then she escapes, track. and she's all like, "Yeah, my master's like telling me to go change clothes. You just guard." Right. And then she beats another guy with a serving tray and hits the escape pod. The ghost picks her up. Lando thanks her. She punches him, which was kicks hilarious. him. Kicks him. Is she kicks him? I thought oh it was yeah, I thought it was a punch right between the legs. That's why his high, that's why his voice gets really high and squeaky. Kick to the stomach. I punched the stomach. No, nah, I'm pretty certain she knees him in the in the gentleman area. I don't think. So. Oh, I have to. I have to go back and look at it. I think it's a punch to the gut. I don't know. Either way. So his his voice gets high and squeaky for yeah, a minute. Yeah, and it's it, funny. It did. It did. And uh, they escape. Okay. I understand that the ghost can hide masks ex- ex- signature mm-hmm. and. But it has a shape. Yes. And I've not seen another ghost-like ship in the area, right? No. Since the show started. So right. it doesn't look like it's a... Because I'm, I'm confused about starships. And maybe you can help me out when we can theorize this together like we do. So here's here's our starship tangent. Okay. I'm warning everyone we're going on a tangent. <laughs> Unlike the Buckle other tangent. Up. Buckle, Buckle up. up. All right. So I have seen a multitude of X-Wings. Yes. I've seen a multitude of Y-Wings. Yes. In this show, particularly, I've seen a multitude of TIE Fighters right. and Star Destroyers. Right. I've only seen one ghost. Okay. Which we also find out is Karelian. I didn't know that until this episode. Mm-hmm. So it's a Karelian ship. Um, it, so the, the ghost has been causing trouble throughout the series, right? Right. You would think about, hey, this looking thing here is, shoot it down. <laughs> Well, okay, so there's that. Right. Then it can mask it, mask what it, it it's, the sensors say it is. Mm-hmm. So, so here's my problem. Imperial guy, no eyeballs, and it's because they, he's got his, his, his cap too low. Says, hey, boss, or commander, that ship we've been looking for, I found it. His commander shows up. They managed to fix the, the, 
or turn on the, the, the masking program or whatever it is. And as he walks over, he goes, no, no, that's, this, that's a freighter. No one looks out the window. <laughs> well, no, of course not. The time fighters escorting are like, that ship looks familiar. Did I, is it, isn't that the ship that blows up our friends? <laughs> no, they're saying it's, it's a freighter. I'm pretty sure that's the one that's been blowing up our butt. Nope, nope, freighter. And then whatever happens happens on board the ship. Zeb knocks knocks it out, and they're like, "It is a ship." And then what it does, it keeps what Imperials are idiots. Yeah, <laughs> it's the outer rim theory. It's, outer rim theory. It's, 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 okay, it's, this is this is my philosophy. All right, it's like the ghost is probably not a singular ship. Right? There's probably other Karelian type that style Karelian ships floating out there. Like the the to to put it hmm to to oh what's the word I'm looking for? Compare it to another show. Okay. You have Firefly. Right. right. You have the Firefly class transport ship. Right. Not the only one in the universe. Gotcha. I understand that. Right? There, there were a whole lot of others, but that's the only one we ever see. Right. So, theoretically, there should be a bunch more floating but, around. But here's my issue with it. Firefly has a whole verse in their terms. Mm-hmm. And so, I can buy the fact that this one Firefly ship is the one that the Alliance is looking for... But it could be a possibility that it's not because right. they have a wider area to look. I am specifically talking about Lothal. Right. And this blockade around Lothal. And the ghost that has been doing nothing but for nine episodes causing trouble for the Empire, right? Right. Don't you think they would be like, every ship that looked like that, just shoot it out of the sky. So you're, but but if, if, if the Empire does that, then... They would be. We have no show. I don't have they, show. The one, we would have no show. And two, then any other crew of that Carillion style vessel would be flying while ghosting. You know, yes. driving like driving while black, right. you would be flying less ghosting. Yeah, right, right. So you don't, you don't, you, but you don't have end. a problem. You don't have a problem with a single yellow Corvette, and then just decide to destroy. All yellow Corvettes in a tw- two million mile radius. You can't physically do that. But but what I'm saying is, I know it's the Empire. It's the Empire, and they've proven that they are atrocious. They've already <laughs> right. the, the Malaron fruit episode where they kick the f- farmers off the, the the farm that they want. You know, the Empire is ruthless, especially in this sector. It's an outer rim sector, so you know. They're far enough from the court where law, you know, the imperial, the, the empire is making the laws of the they go. So I don't understand why they don't just. I understand we won't have no show. I got that. Beside that fact, to me, it's like, like if I was in charge of that fleet, I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> All right, whatever. You know. Well, you also have to think because there's a blockade. If you would, one would one would believe that. If you were, if if you personally, Scotty, were being hunted by the Empire, right? Would you go flying up towards their their blockade? Hell no! Exactly. I would find another place. <laughs> so that is why that is why I believe that the Empire is like, no, nah, they're not. They're not stupid enough to come flying right up to us. No, they're gonna go try to hide, and we'll we'll catch them another way. So when when the ghost does 
fly right up to their blockade. They're just like, that's good. They, they're not that stupid. I, I almost wish it had a cloak. A cloaking device? Mm-hmm. But no ship that small has a cloaking device. <laughs> that's what... That's, that's what we learn... That's what we learn in Empire Strikes Back. That's what Nita says. Nita got choked. Like, he knows. <laughs> One guy thinks... And, and that guy cannot be... You know, I'm often wrong. You've listened to these podcasts. I'm often wrong. Nita could have been totally wrong. I'm just saying... I'm just... I'm just... I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, what's the difference? There? I mean, I, I would be more happy with a cloak than... Well, the, you also I, have to... You have to also understand the... Of course, cloaks in Star Wars don't work like they do in Star right. Trek, but... You also have to understand. To you have you have to understand the vastness of space, and you have to then realize the vastness of a star destroyer. Mm-hmm. Right, a star destroyer is like big. Yeah, it's huge. They're big, huge. very, very, very big, and it goes very, very, very small. Yeah. So if they were to look out the window, and who, and they don't ever, they don't ever. Distinguish how long their sen- how like what the range of their sensors is. Right. I mean, they could be like two light years away, and their sensor starts picking them up. Right. So at that point, you can't look out the window right. and be like, "Oh, look, there's a ship." It would you but would I, see nothing. But I'm talking about the scene we saw. I know. Well, there, you there, don't know how far away they are. No, but there's two Tie Fighters escorting it. Yes, but that's so, not until... Why isn't DS-106 going, hey, didn't that guy kill him? Because they're taught not to question orders. Outer Rim Theory. theory. Outer Rim Theory, theory man. Yeah. It's it's one... It's, cause, because you remember when... We've seen this episode. Yes, we've seen this episode. When Ezra goes to the Imperial Academy, yeah. we learn that the Imperials train their cadets to be... To only care for themselves. Right. So, as Mr. TIE Fighter dudes flying around going, Huh, that looks like a ship that blew up, you know, TK-425. I don't care. And it just keeps flying because he's just like, But see, I, I, I don't care. I See, I would think that DS-1065, where our TIE Fighter pilot in this question is, uh, is... It would be like, oh, that's the ship that killed my buddies. I'll blow it up and get promoted. I'll become no, because, Baron DS-106. Because, because <laughs> it does, one, it doesn't work like that. You don't know that. I, I, I'm betting. I'm betting you Battlefield anything. commissions happen all the no, time. No, 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 no. I'm betting you anything that the Imperial Army works as like the well, British let, Imperial Army did. Let, but it's not the Imperial Army. It's the Navy. They're ships. Okay, okay. No, even better, even better. I am betting that the Imperial Navy... Thank you, ships. Whatever. Hey, not ships. They're ships. Ground troops are the Army. The space is the Navy. I'm not going to... I'm not... I'm, we're no, not, seriously. I'm, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not hopping into that company because there's all... That's a whole big can of worms. Well, it's so. not. It's, it's not my... It's not what I've come up with. That's canon. That They're called the Imperial Navy. Whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I didn't come up with that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What do you think it would be? The Air Force? Maybe. No, because space is like an ocean. According to Star Trek, it is. The Star Trek is a navy. No, Star Wars is a navy too. Really? Yeah. I thought it was different. Nope. They're the the, the Imperial Navy. Huh. Anyway. It makes sense to have it like a navy because if you look at if you look at space, it's like an ocean. You look, or even better, you know, it's, it's such like an ocean. It's like a, they're all like submarines, really. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to look at it, get technical with it. Yeah. Because I mean, 
you know, the only reason why oceans have it defined up and down is because of gravity. Mm-hmm. And so without that, it's all. You, you know, right. So. Anyway. 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 <laughs> a so, tangent within the tangent. A tangent we win. Yeah. So it's like the inception of tangents. So, why do we call the show tangent? I don't know. We should. So um, if, if you might rem- – you won't remember because you weren't alive back then. But um, – I am pretty old. I'm just- <laughs> the British Navy and the British Army – Back in the 1800s and before then. Yeah, that was before my time. Right, way before your time. They had to buy commissions. Mm-hmm. They weren't given commissions. Right. They had to buy them. Right. And I'm, I am betting because that's that the, the um, is it cashiering? I don't remember. Um, when I only know this because there's a TV show that came in the 60s. Called I'm looking this up now. Called Branded. And it was about, uh, Lee, I think it's Lee Marvin, and he's uh, Tangent 3. Uh, <laughs> tangent within tangent within tangent. Right, so um, he is accused of dereliction dare of duty, and he is, he is stripped of command. And they do a, I think it's called a, cashier, a cashiering um, ceremony. I am looking up because it's on. You know what? What I'm really going to do is I'm going to go to Wiki. I think I have Wiki on here. Uh, keep talking. So anyway, I'm assuming just, that there's the, somebody going to. There's one of our British our, our our British listeners are going. Of course it's going. <laughs> or no, you idiot! It's this. It's literally screaming at us right now. Um, I'm assuming that the Imperial Navy happy. I am very happy with it. Good. The Imperial Navy operates just about the same way. That you have to buy your commission. Where would you base that on? I'm basing that? that off of the new books that just came out that are now canon. Oh yeah, the because you're 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 reading Tarkin or yeah, no, I am reading. Hang on, I'll tell you which one I'm reading. I am reading Target, not Tarkin. Target. Anyway, I'm right. It's cashiering. Okay. Cashiering, uh, generally within military force, is a ritual dismissal of an individual from some position responsible for a breach of discipline. From the Flemish cashiering, K-S-S-E-R-E-N, the phrase entered the English language in the late 1500s. Um, it's in Othello. It's in some other stuff. Uh, and I'm trying to think what the prior war, um, basically... Prior to World War I, the aspect of cashiering sometimes involved a parade ground ceremony in front of symbol troops where the destruction of symbols of status, uh, uh, what do you call it, epaulets? Epaulets? Epaulets. There we go. Epaulets. Uh, ripped off shoulders, badges and insignia stripped, swords broken, uh, caps knocked away, and medals torn off. Dash. The reason why I was coming up with this is because um, the term originally, here it is, the term originally in the area uh, when British officers generally bought their commissions, that's where you get that from. Being cashiered meant the amount they had paid out was lost, and they could not sell out afterwards. So that means they couldn't get their. So, since the commission purchase price was a cash bond for good behavior, forfeited the, the army's cashiers' accounts to evidence of cowardice, des, uh, desertion, or gross misbehavior. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't get that. So that's interesting that I, that I you know, didn't know that the British did that. But I like the fact that it's like here, um, here's some money. I want to be an officer, and as long as I'm be good, I get it back. Yeah, that's a cool. Right. Well. It, within the book that I'm reading, Target, yeah. the first one of the series, um, it talks about when the emperor uh, 
first tells his head of commands that the, de- the Death Star was destroyed. And it's, it's a ploy to seek out which of the weakest ones so he can kill them. Which yeah, is just to, to what he does. He's ruthless. But they are... Um, they are. They were all. One person was given given a commission, but he paid a huge price for it. He he sent his son and his wife to jail <laughs> to be executed. Oh, okay. Because they were they were sympathizing with the rebels. I gotcha. But all the other ones paid. It, it briefly talks about these guys, um, but they were most of them paid their way into these positions, or they it's it's either they were they paid their way into these positions, or they did something so so you're yay, saying so yay empire that it got them this position like that like I said like the guy who who betrayed his wife and his son and sent them into to, to be to be to be executed on the Death Star. But I'm talking about, but we're talking. You're talking about like high-ranking imperial officials, right? You're talking about you know captains and admirals. I would say I wouldn't say under that. I'm talking about DS one hundred six five, who's probably as a pilot, probably a first lieutenant. If we're going like if we're right, going, if right. we're going with I mean because because pilots are officers, right? I don't think yes, pilots are officers. So he so he's a second or first lieutenant. And so he's trying to make captain, or he's trying to make whatever, and so he shoots down the the the, the ship that's been causing us all the trouble the last six weeks and causing countless lives, you know. Right. And then I think he, there's a promotion, and I mean, I still I don't I, I just don't think they were programmed to think that way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and and the real thought is like the guys who call Bin Laden, you know, did they get promoted? Did they? No, <laughs> they didn't. They don't get anything out of no. Bin Laden. The, the the guy who killed him got the bounty, but that's it. Did he split with his buddies? As, as far as I know, he I did. would have totally split with my buddies. But yeah, no, they and most of them most of them actually were forced into retirement. Yeah, I knew that. I don't know if they got a higher grade because of that. Nope. No, what. because they were doing their job. That's that's. I mean, that's the way. I, I know. Because be so if if. TK four two seven or whatever DS one zero six five DO one zero six five DS because I, I think I think honestly I think pilots are are DS T, DS T, yeah I would say TKs are ground are, troopers yeah TKs are troopers are, yeah troopers yeah so so DS DS one zero seven point five whatever <laughs> <laughs> the rock station the rock station one zero seven point five classic all, rock all imperial all the time all imperial all the time now we're gonna play <laughs> hold on. Now we're going to be playing for the, the Imperial theme. <laughs> I like 
find that funny because there will be music. <laughs> I, will, I will edit music into that. No, it would be even more funny if you don't edit music into that because that would be No, good. I don't want our audience to think how sad and pathetic we are. And it would be like, oh, wow, that's... that's All right, so... But anyway. That, it, and that was my question about it. I mean, you know what? I kind of get what you're saying, but still. I think I think he would shoot down the ship, and they'd be like, "Oh, g- good for you! You don't have latrine duty for the next month." <laughs> oh, great! Now that they have so what's, for that. Right? What, I mean, what's the point? The what's, guys in the scanning outfits, whatever. Or just do latrine. <laughs> so what, I mean, what's the point? I got you. I got you. I got you. And oh. as as we can as we have seen in this episode, actually, is when the ghost is trying to evade those said. TIE fighter pilots, and they're flying through clouds. They don't even use a sensor. They don't use their sensors. They don't do nothing. I, I Okay, I know from the Expanded Universe, and I'm throwing that because you've thrown that. Right, I've years. thrown it so, so many times. So I'm going to throw it a lot. I know that there are two types of TIEs, and... One type is specifically made for atmospheric flight. Right. Ties are made for space flight. And so, I don't know if these ties are... are well, you remember they started in space. Yeah, but... Well, and all, those... And, but those those TIE fighters followed them yeah, down all, into but space. All TIEs fall... They're, I mean, unless they're on the, on the ground, but I'm saying that are specifically... Right. Because the atmospheric ties were the ones that uh, chased the Falcon and right. Bestman, um, Obsidian Squad. Look at me. I know stuff. But, um, so maybe there's something... Because ties are very stripped down. They, mm-hmm. you know, they have no shields. They have no life support. That's why the, the tie, tie pods... They're basically just wings and guns. Yes. And an ion engine. So I don't know if, how, how well their sensors are. Because traditionally you'd have to think... You know, If you, if you do the, the argument, who's the better pilot, the Imperials or the Rebels? I'd say the Imperials in a heartbeat. Because they fly without... Right. Shields. They don't fly, and they don't. They don't. Well, yeah. anyone can fly without shields. Surviving a battle without shields. Tie, is, tie fighters do too, because you got to think. You know, the Imperials have been winning the war throughout the, throughout the. Well, it's also just they have way more. I mean, okay. It's a war of attrition. I get you. There's well, more ties. You, look, <laughs> well, think of it. Think if if you're gonna go by that strategy. Well, think of the Royal British Army. Versus the Zulu army way back when, would you say that the Zulus were a better army because they won? Are they kept winning? No, they just had millions of people to throw at the British that the British couldn't cope with it, and they kept losing. The British kept losing until finally, until finally, the British uh, fortified a location well enough to. Think about Zach Brannigan and the versus the Killbots. He found out the killbots had, had had a limit of how much they would kill, and so he made he sent wave after wave of troops until they reached their limit, and then they shut down. Right. So, and so it basically, and the, the the British the British actually finally fortified a location, and they were able to hold off the Zulu long enough to earn to earn the Zulu's respect, so they stopped fighting. Right. I mean, it's and they the British army. I I might be a little off on this, but I think they. By the end of that, like the one of the last battles of with the Zulu, they only had like fifty, maybe a right. hundred guys left out of like the three battalions that went in. So right. because of that, I mean, you would say, oh yeah, the, the Zulu is such a better warrior, but they had shields and they had spears. That's all they had. Right. And 
literally tens of thousands of them died. So, but, but that, that's that's almost like it's. I mean, bring it back to Star Wars. That's almost saying like, all right, so are the Ewoks better than the Imperial Army? I think they're more ingenuitive than the Imperial Army. Well, here's my thing. Okay, here's, how, how can you say that? And the reason why I say how can you say that is is um, they have walkers <laughs> they've built on. Right, but but the walkers the walkers are taken down through very unique methods. The Ewoks know that. The, the, the Empire is a superior force. But the Ewoks also realize that shields can deflect blast like laser bolts, but like a blaster bolt, but it can't deflect a tree. So that's how they killed that's how they They don't win the fight, but that's how they slow down the Empire enough right. to to allow the rebels to win the fight. Because they use alternative methods to beat the Empire. I think, I think, I think if, you were, if you were to give an Ewok a blaster pistol and give them an actual fair fight, the Empire would have stomped all over well, them. I think, I think if... Okay, I don't know what episode 7 is going to be about, but what I've heard, what speculation, is that, that the war between the Reliance and the Empire is still going on. 30 years later. Right. So let's use that scenario in, in the Ewok situation. I think the Ewoks, what what wins the Ewoks is the element of surprise. The Empire is not expecting to have their ATSTs crushed by trees or right. tripped up by trees. But that won't happen again. Right. Yeah, the Empire shows back up. Those Ewoks are dead teddy bears. Well, you also, you also look at, you also look at, Guerrilla warfare versus the straight-on warfare right. that the empire, the the Ewoks are are using guerrilla warfare to their highest advantage when the empire right. is used to a straight-up fight. That is why, let's say in, you know, in um, Korea and in Vietnam, especially, right. the America got its butt handed to them. Pretty much, well, in Vietnam we did get our butt handed to us. Period. Right. Right. We period. We got about right. it because it was really it wasn't the first instance of guerrilla warfare, but it was guerrilla warfare on a larger scale. Yeah, right. And even it though war for us because we we're still fighting World War Two style war. Right. So because of that, Viet Cong won. Right. Not to say that there were a better army, and not to say that we didn't adapt to right. that style. Eventually, we still got our butts handed to us right. because we couldn't. We couldn't keep up. We also didn't nuke it from orbit. Right. <laughs> the Empire would nuke it from orbit. Right. The Empire would nuke it from orbit. But like, but what I'm saying is, it's right. it's I think. And, which and, and here's a, one of my problems is that the, with with the prequels being out of the out of order, like production wise. Yeah. Is that you know clearly in Kishik we have these, and even in the Clone Wars, and I haven't seen all the Clone Wars, but you can back me up on this because you've seen more than I have. But they're the, they're, I mean, these are the, the the predecessor to the scout troopers, who are these kind of these badass kind of commando guys, who should know that. Right. So, so when you get a whole class of trooper, the biker scout, the guys there, who should know about this kind of environment and what to what to do in this kind of way, are totally useless as well. They just look cooler. <laughs> I think I think it's you have you have the Clone Wars where these guys were 
bred for only one reason, and that reason was to kill right. and to fight. So they've been like super trained, like and but they were super trained to be a squad, to be a team, and it's a whole bunch of teamwork. So your squad works with your platoon, right. your platoon works within your legion, your legion works within the entire operation. Okay. Where does the battalion fit in that? Battalion, it's platoon, battalion, legion. Okay. Whatever, something like that. And it doesn't matter. Um, You have, and then you come, then you flash forward to the scout troopers who, again, are trained to be me first. Right. Me first, me first. So there is no, there is no teamwork. Right. And that's why the rebels could take the guys on the speeder bike so quickly is because they didn't, like, oh, Jimmy Bob got knocked off the speeder. I'm going to go faster so that doesn't happen to me. Not, I'm going to go. Help Jimmy Bob. I'm not going to go help Jimmy Bob. See, and so that's how it's it's that separation that causes them to lose faster. I got you. Okay, which is interesting because of, of that. How does, how, does, how does the Empire keep a working army and Navy with the me first mentality? It's just because they have billions of people to throw i mean you can eventually defeat a cannon if you throw enough horses at it yeah i mean that's just basically how it goes i just think it's an interesting philosophy right i mean it's 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 the philosophy from cannon fodder right to treating your army as if they were actually people and you throughout history both there's been generals who do it different ways they i mean you have the you have the British who just were like all oh, our soldiers are cannon fodder and we'll keep the we'll keep the general on the field but he'll right. be way in the back where nothing can reach him but we're gonna send we're gonna send just the foot soldiers we're, in a straight line down a hill yeah. straight to a cannon and if we send enough of them we'll finally take the hill right because you, right. you can't kill them all you can't kill them all cannons gotta reload <laughs> and I mean even the British were notorious for killing their own troops yeah if if that meant making a hole for their cavalry to charge through, they'll they'll blast their own troops. They didn't care. But it was all about sending just just power, 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 power. And I think that's how the Empire kind of handles handle things. They're just like, mm, power, 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 till they finally... Which is why they need all the resources. I mean, right. the reason why they're on Lothal is for the, for the resources, so that's interesting. Speaking of resources, I, wanna, I really want to get uh, to this before we run out of time. I mean, the, the timeline doesn't really matter, it's our show. <laughs> but um, I want to talk about the Puffer Pig. I love the Puffer Pig. The puffer, I want one. The Puffer Pig is pretty cool. I, I want one. Why, why do you like the Puffer Pig so much? Um, well, I like the Puffer Pig because... I, it's weird, I know, but I really like Potbelly Pigs. Right. I think they're adorable. And I like how the Puffer Pig is just kind of a weird adaptation of a Potbelly Pig. Right. I mean, I know its eyes are kind of yeah, googly and yeah. they're out and he has a really long snout. It's, yeah, it's an alien pig. Yeah, it's, it's an alien it's, pig. It's clearly not from our world. Right, <laughs> but he is just basically a pot belly pig. And, I mean, you probably don't know this. Maybe you do. I don't know. But pot belly pigs are, like, pigs are really good at sniffing out roots. Right. And that's why they're such a nuisance because they rut up right. roots and they eat they right. eat that right. sort of stuff, and this and this and this pig, I think, is is basically based on the pigs that will go look for truffles, right? I mean, because because this one is supposed to be specifically looking for minerals, which I find is interesting. Why would a, you know? Why would an organic thing looking look for minerals? And so I'm trying to. I don't know if it eats it. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be that it's not. It 
it's not that it was specifically like it didn't specifically be designed to search out minerals. It's just a part of its forte, like kind of how a dog is not. It was it was not originally designed to sniff out bombs. Right. But you can train it to sniff out. So you bombs. think this is trained to sniff out? Right. I think it's it's one of those things that a puffer See, pig's it, puffer pig's sense of smell is so in tune with everything. I got you. I, it can it, you can train it to right. pick these just things out. What I got from the episode, I think I, always, I just thought it was a natural thing, like how because they don't train the truffle. I don't think they train the truffle pigs. I think they train. Yeah, you have to. You have to train. You have to train the truffle pig to, to find the truffle. Well, because it originally it knows where the truffle. It can smell the truffle. Right. It just doesn't know that that's what it needs to be. Going okay. after. Okay, okay, okay. Right? I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I can, okay. I, I, get it. I like the fact that it um, <laughs> blows up. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it inflates. And then it's like, it like inflates. It inflates when it just floats. It, bounces. it just bounces. That's the great. It's like, it's, it's such a, it's a cool idea. I really, right. I really like, I mean, for, I mean, I, yeah. You know, the aliens, the alien creatures we've seen, I've, I've kind of been happy with everyone we saw. I love. And by proof that the fact that it, we use it as as our icon for the show, the the, the Loth cat is cute and funny and really neat. I love the puffer pig. Um, the what, what do we call the um, the Fero cats? Yeah, the, they're really neat. And I forgot what the weird uh, moth the. Oh yeah, the, the thing that, the, that tries to mate with the, the yeah, phantom, right? It, which uh, is hysterically funny. Which, but the creature design is really good on this show. Right. I mean, there's some. A lot of cartoons will just kind of throw that kind of stuff away, but I mean, they, there's some really thought that go, goes into it. Right. And I think there was a meaning about, well, how does this pig work? Right. You know, if we're going to, you know, some guy writes a puffer pig, how does this, what is it going to do? I mean, it puffs up, but why? And, and I like the fact, I mean, I like, I like its design. I like the fact that it bounces. I like the fact that, I like the fact that it can get scared once and then blows up. Right. But then it can get scared again. Right. And then blow up Nothing even bigger, more. Right. Right. So it's, it's like this ultra weird, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a hyper security device right. that, you know, that, you know, a big monster is going to big, a big meat eaters about to eat me so i blow up right so you, so, so you then he goes away but right. an even bigger one comes over and they're like no wait i can right. blow up even more so that's interesting too but because you know it's based on pufferfish and pufferfish but pufferfish have spines too yeah which makes them you know not pleasant to eat when a big creature this doesn't really have spines it but it does have its it multiple it, and i think the fact that it's bouncy i think that helps too because it's hard right. to grab onto and i think it, it's probably one of those things that it, even if like a big creature were to Eat, try to eat it. It would just blow up in its mouth yeah. until it couldn't close the mouth, and then it would be able to bump, bump, right. bounce out. Oh, yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's pretty cool. So uh, I want one. All right, I'm gonna have to be cruel for a second. So I wonder what puffer pig bacon tastes like. <laughs> interesting. Very could interesting. You, could you have space waffles with? Yeah, a side of puffer pig bacon. I know there's some people who just went no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like well, I mean, we don't even know if we don't even know if puffer pig is poisonous or not. Right. <laughs> As a thought. I mean, one could say because of its spots. Right. It's blue spot. I think yeah. Blue, blue spots. Then it's a poisonous animal. We just don't know. Right. And it does have spines. It does have pointy things. Yeah, it does. But it doesn't have like like when it like when a pufferfish right. is covered in spines. Right. And so. I don't know. I want one though. What would you name him? Bouncy. Bouncy. <laughs> Bouncy the puffer pig. Like George or something. George the puffer pig. George the puffer pig. George the puffer pig. Okay. Mm, It'd be um uh, Philip. Philip. Philip the puffer. No, I don't like Philip the puffer pig. 
If you have a name Paul, for <laughs> Paul the Puffer Pig, if you there have a, it is. if you have a name for Ethan's Puffer Pig, you can reach us at Mobcast Network hashtag Puffer Pig. Hashtag Puffer Pig. I love that. I do. I want a. I want a. I want a plushie Puffer Pig. Yeah, and I bet you they make them. I mean, I gotta put. I want one, but I want I one pull. that you can hit a like you can like squeeze it and it goes right and it expands because that would be awesome. Well, I know. I'm, I don't know how that would happen. Well, I don't know if we'll get it this year, man, but I know uh, in Labor Day is when. The, all the the new toys come out. All the new episode seven stuff comes out, and so hopefully there's some more rebel stuff with that because I know cool. there's some rebel stuff. Because I would love, I'd love a, a rebels Lando with with a puffer pig. That would be awesome. Interesting enough that Lando goes to you know has a puffer pig and then goes to Cloud City where they're run by pig like creatures, the Ugnats. <laughs> Lando's always associating with pigs. That's very true. <laughs> And mining. And apparently. mining, right? He, mining. he knows stuff about minings and pigs. He doesn't know I anything about together. mining and pigs, but apparently he does. So Chopper steals the fuel canister, and Zeb's all like, he's been playing him the whole time. Was Chopper really playing Lando? No. No, a, it, was, it was... Chopper saw an opportunity and took it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. Um, and I think, uh, I think that's support my ear, earlier theory that Chopper was kind of being spiteful to the crew in helping out Lando. Right. Because if if Chopper was truly cuz because Lando didn't give Chopper back at that point. Right. So if Chopper was truly being subservient to Lando, he wouldn't have done that. Right. It was just I still think it's just Lando um uh, excuse me, Chopper just giving the big giant middle metallic middle finger to the crew be like, "Ha, ah, this is what happens when you don't like me and Oh, I want to take a second too and talk about uh, Ezra's um, lightsaber. I like it. I don't like the fact that it shoots a stun round. I, you know, I me neither, and I know I, why. I, I know guess. why. I know why because we can't have kids killing people. But I, but we can have them with lightsabers. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I haven't seen like I haven't seen like Ezra strike anyone down yet. Um, yet. Yeah. But Maybe see, soon. I'm, I'm but I'm, I'm curious about that because. I like how it's interesting that we can give the child a weapon. Yeah, but we can't have yeah, him hurt anybody with a weapon. They right. can knock him out. Well, well, again, you have to wonder what does a stun round do? I mean, is it like... I would imagine it would stun them. Right, but is it like chloroform? No. And then he like knocks you out for a couple hours? No, I think it's more like, um, like, a, like being tased. Yeah, tasers can kill. Yeah, I mean, I bet you ramped up the power of, of, of his blaster, he would... Well, he shoots a guy off the roof, doesn't he? Right, and that guy probably and, got injured. Because he, probably, he walks out, because he... You know, no, he doesn't. He doesn't walk out. There's yeah. only two that walk out. <laughs> Maybe he killed that guy. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of off-screen deaths. I mean, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I want it to be a real bl- blaster pistol. I, I don't care if he can't hit the broad side of a barn with it. I want it to be a he's real... I'll say this. I don't like it. Um, I, I agree with you. I want to make it a blaster. But if it's done, okay. At least it's better than that stupid slingshot that doesn't make sense. Yes, exactly. The slingshot to me, because it's energy and I don't know how it works, because it, it, that, that has bugged me. We've talked about how, right. it, how it doesn't make sense. Okay, this has a trigger I can buy. I can understand that. But I think the design just looks weird. I'm and I'm I'm just because because I, I feel like just because I'm old is like change is bad and right. Right. right because I, know, I like the design because it's it's more of a it's more of a classic saber right 
like actual sword right. saber it's look. Got, yeah, it's got that. But I don't know. I mean, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I remember when Count Dooku's sabers came out, and it has the curve, and he to me he holds it backwards, like it doesn't because the curve point out instead of like close to his hand. No, 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 no. The curve is the curve is there, so it's an easier hold. Yeah, but it's but it points backwards. You know, it, it points. No, you don't want it. You don't want it to curve in. You want it to curve out. It just looks so, stupid. So when it curves like this, right? That's, yeah, that's how you want it. So when you're fighting, you can go down to the end. Yeah, and it's more of a whip. I don't know. It just looks stupid. That's that was the idea. <laughs> I think, looks, and, it, and it, it's it easier. Actually, it's kind of easier to I mean, I like control in your hand. I mean, I, I like chain. Darth Maul's got two two sabers put together, made one. Jump. I don't know, that's cool to me. That makes that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes. Wait, lightsabers make sense. I'm just saying. You know, here we are, here, two grown men having a discussion. <laughs> we have college degrees, sir. We have brand new college degrees, and this is what we've chosen chosen to do with it. This is what we've chosen, sir. So we're gonna, you know, I'm just gonna own up to it. I'm, you know, I'm just uncomfortable about Ezra's lightsaber. Just saying. Well, my thing is, I'm, I'm interested now. I know what, I know how this lightsaber is used later on. But I don't want to spoil it for anyone because we haven't got there yet. We're Though I, the, the, we're almost out of episodes this season. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really, I really like how it is used later on. It, that makes sense. Okay. To me. Though I, like I said, I would rather it be an actual and, and we'll blaster. Right. I, I wish it was an actual blaster too. We'll, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about how it's used when, when we get to see it, if we get to see it. Just right. you know, speculation. But um, so overall, I love this episode. I love this episode so much. So good. Why is this your favorite episode? Well, this is my favorite episode because one, Lando's awesome. Yes. And two, the puffer big is just awesome. I, I agree. I, I will also say the, the reasons why I like that. Lando, they could have an episode of Lando just eating cereal, and I would be like, that's amazing. I'm sorry. I'm, done, I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a Lando junkie. So, so I'm biased. I'm going to straight up say I'm biased. Just, just, mm, space waffles. Cereal, space waffles and puffer pig bright bacon. Whatever. I mean, I'm there. Or, but I like I like the fact that it shows character development for Hera outside. I, I like the fact that she's not mom. I'm not doing the mom stuff. I'm okay. Hera's my hashtag I heart Hera. Hera's my favorite character on the show, right? So it's like two of my favorite characters just kind of interacting. I'm kind of wishing they would hook up. <laughs> Imagine that awesome baby they would have. He'd play cards and have head tails. It'd be. Awesome. I I'm just saying. Okay then, Herdo or Herdo, 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 Herdo for life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. I don't even think that's possible. So, any fans out there? Someone needs to draw this for us. I would like to see the the mix of a of of Hera and Lando. I want to see Hera and Lando's kid. Boy or girl, don't care, but I know they'd be badass. It's I, true. I, they would be just badass. Hands down. Best star pilot in the galaxy. Great cards. Probably not too good in the business world. No, no. <laughs> probably not the best administrator, but <laughs> no, but on a small scale, probably handle the ship. Yeah, <laughs> don't give him a whole city. Lando's not really good with the city. No, he's kind of bad, <laughs> and that's because of the empire. But you know, <laughs> you know, that's what government does when it's private industry. It's true. It's true. Um, I think we've covered everything and then more. <laughs> Always. Anything you want to add? No. Um. I want a puffer pig. Yes, you. 
I want a plushy puffer pig. So if and can, I will name him Paul. If someone can out there can make a plushy puffer pig for Ethan, just let us know at Mobgas Network. He'd be happy. Yeah, I want a plushy puffer he pig. He did graduate. He needs a graduation present. I do. He, oh, and he's also getting married. Yeah, in eight days. In eight days, as of we record this, probably as I, I probably posted this later today. Anyway, so he in eight days, he's he's getting married to Alyssa, who pretty much hates her way through Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny too. She's like, hey, and and I want to talk with her about this later when we get together. But we made her watch Star Wars uh, the other week, and I'm not sure if she liked it <laughs> because she had the weirdest questions yes. about it. So uh, I, wanna, I would I would like I would like to rehash that conversation with her and record it. Oh yeah, I do. Because I think that that was a, we, that was a most interesting three hour conversation. That was an interesting three hour conversation we had. So, you can follow me at, at Scotty White. You can follow the network at, at Mopcast Network. Don't forget, um, I'm kind of looking for the Lando Hera mixed kid. That would be amazing. I would totally. So, some artists out there, come on, make that happen. Let's do this. We'll post it. We'll, we'll, we'll post it on the website and the Facebook and uh, give you some love. Uh, give you some love. We definitely will. Uh, if you can do a puffer pick for uh, Ethan, he'd be happy too. Yep. But you can follow Ethan at uh, Ethan Young 1991. Yeah, when he checks it. <laughs> He's not the best at the Twitter. I am. I am terrible. I'm serious. I forget I have it <laughs> until until we do a, a podcast, and they're like, "What's your what's your Twitter?" And I'm like, uh, "I have one of those." Um, also, want to remind everyone: check out uh, Action Figures. He sold separately. Great legs. Um, Carter was on that. Carter, who, who's yeah. on the show before, Carter does a really really amazing C3PO. Yes. It, the, actually, the whole show is where worth. Worth him being 3PO, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so, and there's some other people from the Mopcast Network who's doing some stuff on there. Also, our good friend Elaine Abdallah, who is, was on the Cast Me Out, she's been on a, a couple other podcasts with us too. She has been amazing for us on our YouTube page. She's been putting all the episodes on YouTube. So you can check us out at uh, just um, just search Mopcast Network. You can find all our episodes on YouTube now. Uh, most of them. Mopcast Rebellion's going up there soon. I th- she's going Sweet. Up, so all the Rebellions will be up there. But right now, all the. All, she's got Bros, Booze, and Movies, and she's got most of the mopcast, weekly Mopcast up there. So, um, Plus, that's where also you'll find uh, the, digi- the the YouTube version of the uh, Great Legs. You can, plus, our first one that Ethan was in. Ethan played Luke Skywalker in the first one we did. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting to reprise my role. Uh, yeah, we will. We will. Uh, I'll have to write one, another one with Luke. <laughs> the next one has Han. The next one has Han and uh, Chewie in the Cantina. So, I've done a Jedi one. I've done a Empire one. I'm doing a Star Wars one. And I've done them in reverse order for some odd reason. Why not? And if you don't know what these are, um, I took, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we've talked about. I love Star Wars. That's why I do this podcast. But as a kid, um, the toy commercial, the Kenner toys commercials were some of my favorite things. And what Kenner did was they they didn't really have, um, I mean, they had scripts and stuff, but they didn't really have an idea of how the movie would go. And so they would make up these scenarios for the toy toy commercials. Well, what I've done is I've, I've written these little short stories based on the scenarios and then make all my friends, you know, have parts and stuff. <laughs> and, and we add sound effects and music. And so the first one's uh, about Luke. And it's an alternate version of Return of the Jedi where Luke fails his mission and is going to be fed by, to the Sarlacc by himself. And um, this one, the new one's uh, about uh, the pull-apart C-3PO toy. And it's about uh, 3PO in the... Um, Incinerator in uh, Cloud City and where Chewbacca falls and finds him. And it's mostly about 3PO and Chewbacca's inner thoughts. Which is just so funny. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think it's it was, it was It was really good. And so, I'm really happy that the, the, the sound that I did for 
three PO worked out so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ethan worked out the originally. We were, you know, Carter did a really good job imitating three PO. He does a really good job, and then Ethan lucked out and kind of figured out how to add that metallic sound. Lucked out, sir. That was all skill. No, sure. that was that was totally that was totally. Sure, luck. Like I was watching, was totally I was watching yeah. your your, your like, process. I wonder what this button right. does. I totally watched your process. That was luck, and I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you were that luck, lucky and skilled to do it. So he sounds amazing. So um, yeah, that was really fun. So definitely do. check it out. It's action figures each sold separately. A F E S S. Um, uh, Great legs. That one. It's, it's one of the newer things that are on the on Mobcast Network. You can find that on at Mobcast.com. Or on our YouTube page, just go search YouTube. You can find us on Facebook at um, Mopcast Network too. I think I'm out of plugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Happy congratulations on the uh, graduating. Congratulations on your upcoming uh, wedding. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I'll have to do a post wedding podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Fine. All right. All right. We'll see everyone later. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.